1: Welcome to Screen Talk. I'm Ann Thompson, joined this week by our awards editor, Marcus Jones. Hey, Marcus.
0: Hi, nice to be here. Nice to see you. We've been running around like crazy through all sorts of Californian cities. (laughs)
1: We have. We have. So I just got back from from uh, Santa Barbara, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, The big event this week, which I always look forward to, is the Academy nominees lunch over over at the Beverly Hilton. And and they had one (laughs) hundred and seventy nine. Nominee show. I think the no shows were basically Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, and uh Jonathan Glazer. He was he was he, yeah. he was a- and I
0: think he- um Daniel Brooks because I was that's like,
1: that's right. She her. was. She didn't come to Santa Barbara either. But Coleman Domingo was there. He, he had to get a day off from his work in Atlanta. And Obviously, the the nominees' lunch was more important than than Santa Barbara. But um, so we, so you, what you what you do uh, is you just wander around this. It, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, and. And there was this moment where everybody was like standing up and taking pictures in, in the middle of the of the lunch. And I, I I actually went over to investigate to figure it out. And it was it was Ryan Gosling had stood up to uh, commune with the dog, the messy dog, the dog who plays Snoop in Anatomy of a Fall. And it was so interesting that all the coverage of the luncheon was focused on the dog with the piercing blue eyes, which I thought, and also the Godzilla figure, the Godzilla minus one people brought their Godzilla.
0: I love it. No, it's so funny because I got to go last year and similarly, uh, all the coverage was focused around Tom Cruise being there. So like Messi the dog was the Tom Cruise of this year. No
1: question, no question about it. Um it's sort of I mean I think we're all kind of tired of of all these people but I got a kick out of talking for example to uh, Sean Lennon. Oh no, you know. Yeah. And and he you know had a short that he made and it, he definitely drove the the train on it he didn't direct it but he was the executive producer and he basically financed it. Uh, himself with some, you know, maybe he got Yoko (laughs) to finance it. I don't know, but it's up. It's going to be for sale. They're waiting to see what happens with the Oscars. That's a big deal to get nominated. It's all based around, um, a song, this Christmas song that they, that war is over did. Yeah. So that's it. And it's, it's basically, um, Animated, and he got hmm. Peter Jackson to help him animate it, and uh, he got Thomas Newman to do the the music. That's the kind of thing you can do when you're Sean Lennon, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and so that was fun to meet him. He was genteel. And then I met um, uh, J- I, I had me I talked for a while to J. A. Bayona, who was high as a kite because he just won twelve Koyas and his first. Wild best yeah. film for Society of the of the snow
0: yeah so who would you say was getting um the most applause during the class picture because I know that's a big part of it
1: yeah I mean you're always trying to um measure it and I I kind of checked in with some of the other stories to see if mine mine was the same they, we all agreed on the same things and I predicted this actually somebody at the table said what's well, going to get the most applause I said Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie you know mm. the snubbed ones and they did there was a huge, huge round for them. Um, that each of them was there for. You know, Margaret Robbie was there for being the producer of Barbie, and Greta mm. was there as the writer uh, of of Barbie. So
0: was Noah there? No,
1: I, know, I didn't but... see him. No. Uh-uh. Uh, so th- and then I don't think no. I mean Noah did do a round. I mean he was here for a while, but I don't yeah. think he's into this this stuff. <laughs>
0: which i mean i don't know do you think he'll feel away if his first oscar is barbie
1: i think he'll be thrilled i think he'll be thrilled um so that is is a i mean so who else so i would say uh that a lot of the oppenheimer people got a lot of applause not just chris nolan and emma thomas and and um killian murphy and robert downey jr he was the last one up on the on the riser so he got a big round. Uh, the celebrities all get big rounds. Paul yeah. Giamatti, you know, anybody who's a celebrity, Carrie Mulligan, Bradley Cooper, they all get big rounds. Um, but the, 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 a lot of, you know, Van Hoytema, you know, people like that, uh, Ludwig Göransson. these people all got big. And, you know, Billie Eilish, of course, yeah. John Baptiste, of course. So those two songs looked like they kind of popped. I did talk to Diane Warren. She said, you don't put me on your lists, you know. And I said, you got an honorary Oscar. You know, she said the songs are good.
0: (laughs) See, look, have you listened to The Fire Inside? I think it's a jam. Um, I like it more than the one last year uh, that she still got a nomination for. And it was actually in a film that people saw that broke some sort of uh, imaginary Hulu record. But I think that kind of hits on sort of something that we're seeing a little bit in that now that we're kind of in phase two nominations are out, we're starting to actually hear from a lot of the big names that uh, tend to keep it a little more quiet, aren't kind of doing every interview on the circuit. Um, no,
1: even even Chris Nolan is insecure enough to do some interviews. <laughs> I talked <laughs> to him. There you go. But, I have I mean, a story. I talked to him very much focused on the screenplay because that category um is is up for grabs because of barbie you know partly and but original screenplay you know uh the holdovers is very strong Mm -hmm. that's a very strong and anatomy of a fall is very strong yeah so I I I could see that's a that's a that is such a competitive category. So adapted is one category that that Chris Nolan and and Greta Gerwig are in. Original is another, uh, and that's the one where David Hemmingson for the holdovers and um, Justine Trier and Artur Harari could could actually uh, pull a surprise. I think.
0: Yeah, though I'm wondering right now if the. Uh if it would be necessarily a surprise i think like people are really hot on anatomy because of the oscar nominations but i'm now like okay are has it kind of resulted in a new wave of people seeing the film i think
1: i think it has
0: because my one issue with it is that i feel like it's well obviously voters have an easy way to watch it but i do think that in terms of like vibes in the air, everyone are seeing the movie or wanting to see the movie. It's a little bit harder to catch. But I do think uh, another event that happened this weekend was uh, the DGA Awards, where everything was kind of expected, except uh, Peter Hoare, who directed the Last of Us episode that starred Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, actually... Uh, beat the four other nominees who were all succession directors. And so he's like, I'd oh, like so to accept split the, the vote. That worked
1: out. That worked out. That's that's a question of it, splitting the vote yeah thank God. I mean, I love succession, of course, but it it always wins and I've been rooting for the last of us all along. Thank maybe there's gonna be a turn in the tide.
0: yeah, he had uh lost at the Emmys, but uh, when he accepted the DJ he was like, thank you for the succession award for directing
1: <laughs>
0: um but yeah, as the song kind of,
1: won, right. Yeah.
0: So Celine Song won a first-time feature, uh, as expected, though she was against Core Jefferson. I think Core Jefferson still had, like, a strong shot for American fiction. Um, and then Christopher Nolan, of course, uh, won for feature film, though it was notable that at DG Awards, everyone gets to give a speech who's nominated for feature film. And rather than Jonathan Glazer and Justine Trier being nominated, uh, Alexander Payne... And Greta Gerwig were nominated, and so they got to give yeah. a speech about uh, directing and their team and everything. But yeah, no, I think uh, sort of Celine Song winning this and sort of going out into the world. It does seem like with the original screenplay, it's found. She's in
1: uh, the room. She's in the room too. She's also yeah. in that mix.
0: Did you um listen so a couple to of people the?
1: Told me a couple of people told me that she actually won. Uh, that she actually could win Uh, Mm -hmm. a couple people are saying that past lives is really well liked but you have to you know then you look at anatomy of a fall with five nominations right and then the zone of interest has five nominations too now that can just win international film and go home and be happy but it also could win i think um best sound
0: i think yeah it could and should um because
1: there's a narrative there it's always about the narrative it's always about the story behind the story and yeah. so they can really claim in that case, and they're sending like even in Santa Barbara, the the international panel they sent Johnny Byrne, the sound guy. Yeah. You know that's because that's the 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 award they're chasing after, really. So so the Robert Downey Jr. was fun, but it was fairly predictable. You know where Leonard Malton went down the usual yeah. lanes. Uh, there, it wasn't a surprise. The virtuosos. What was fun is that they have a whole group of people up on the stage. Uh, often interacting with each other. And, you know, Lily Gladstone was wearing um, a dress from an indigenous designer that was basically a bunch of bird wings that were threatening to devour her. And she Mm -hmm. had to keep batting them back in order to have her face in the camera. And then, uh, and she was sort of game. You know, she was fine. She said uh, she she joked that she had just flown in. You know, um, she couldn't help herself. And then, uh, but the, the the two people who really showed the three three people really who were funny mm-hmm. and who. All always game, came up with surprising things and moving things. Greta Lee mm-hmm. was on that panel and Dave and jo- Joy Randolph was was flirting with Charles Melton and with <laughs> the host Dave Carger because she goes to bed with him every night watching TCM classic yeah. this is her nightly ritual. And then the um <laughs> she was funny and then and then Andrew Scott. Yeah. um and they had uh so each of them came up one at a time and did their little interview with Dave Carter then they all came back up together and when they came back some of them had started drinking at the green room so it was a <laughs> it was a, a it was loose it was yeah
0: hot. yeah the two I went to well I went to the producers panel which was fun because they had um apparently the Barbie test screening in Arizona kind of tanked at first and
1: so People, they figured out why, right? There
0: was an answer. Yeah, it was uh sympathies around Ken, um Ryan Gosling's Ken. But then uh yeah, like we said Robert Downey Jr, I think he was really teeing up Killian, like he so much of what he had to say was about how great it was working with Nolan and Killian cuz I think he feels pretty comfortable in his position. Well it isn't
1: that. It's that the it's that the Oscar campaigners use these these moments, you know, these these yeah. this is not they're not doing this for fun. A, there's a bunch of um Academy members in Santa Barbara who could be influenced, and B, the coverage will go out. And so they're yeah. all thinking about the ballot ballots opening up um next week, and they're thinking about all the all the uh ways that they can influence the voters and so you when you get to the part where there's a presentation or a speech that's provided by the oscar campaigners yeah. they don't write these themselves you
0: know yeah and okay. we were surprised that i feel like normally it's um just one like when you did mark ruffalo uh, i but think that was just one so that was, was emma there. stone yeah, Mark
1: was great. He 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 couldn't have been more more delightful, and he would veer from being hilariously funny, like Duncan uh, Wedderburn, to being very um, passionate about some of his political. Co- like when we when we talked about Spotlight, he was crying. You know, I mean, it really got to him what happened there and so the whole thing was but in that case emma stone did the presentation and she had this extraordinary speech she didn't write that speech yeah Yeah, she had help maybe she she did but she had help
0: yeah i gotta look because see if anyone else is like pulling out the big guns but yeah it was a big surprise to see that uh the first tribute they did with bradley cooper um brad pitt was there uh, in addition to Carrie Mulligan,
1: well, they're old friends. They're yeah. they're old friends and, and uh, both sobriety, and Brad, too. Yeah. friends.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then we and then we move on to uh, what other possible Oscar surprises do you think we could be looking at? I mean, maybe VFX goes to Godzilla.
0: I think so. I mean, you there's definitely a feeling around um, passion for that film and it being kind of this hit no one really saw coming uh at the box office right at the end it's a wonderful
1: movie yeah and it's a serious movie it's a movie that has a lot of content around trauma and war Mm -hmm. and what it does to people um the lead guy is is a troubled fella. you know he's not he's not a happy camper then you get the 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 fact that they just created all these effects with with you know a wing and a prayer it's not a big budget thing it's extraordinary what they did that yeah. by the way the uh the vfx reel that they that they did at the bake off is online you can see it
0: ooh i got to watch it um but i also think it falls to with sort of the idea that academy is thinking more globally i think that that team sort of versus the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3s of the World. Um,
1: I know. I mean, but if, if you underdog, look at the real, you are impressed with Mission Impossible and, and the creator yeah. and everything. I mean, it's obvious why they got... It was a very competitive year to, to get into that category as it always is. But I I this one stands out. I think again, there's a narrative. There's 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 a reason why this one deserves special attention. And in the uh, sound category, the, the zone of interest thing isn't out of the question if you think about whiplash or you know, low budget movies like Whiplash and uh The Sound of Metal. They got into they won. They won that category.
0: Yeah. And I I said coming out, I mean um someone joked that like, oh, you just couldn't uh, focus on anything else because I was so far away from the screen. I had trouble reading the subtitles of Zone of Interest. But my reaction walking out was I've never thought as much about sound in a film as I have watching that film. It really It's, a, does it's, it's the forward. concept
1: of the movie is that yeah. you're listening to the horrors next door.
0: Yeah. And I think that they're tuning
1: them out. The people. Yeah. There's
0: huge passion for that film to the point where, like, okay, wait, do we, if it's preferential, like, how is this uh, factoring into Best Picture? I think Oppenheimer is kind of just a huge juggernaut at this point. But I think that Zone, in quite a few categories, people love it so much that they're just like,
1: but they're also catching up with it for the first time yeah and and they're they're actually a lot of people have avoided watching it I've heard people say this it's not me saying this yeah it's a difficult subject it's it's tough they're afraid of it you know but what it's the same thing as 12 years a slave at the end of the day everybody watched it because they had to and they understood how important it was and I think this could happen again if there were a movie that could take over and make some some fuss with the preferential ballot. It could be the zone of interest. But uh, it's a long, a very long shot over. um, uh, And and we know that that Chris Nolan's going to, you know, he's up for 13. Yeah. Like the movie's up for 13 awards they're gonna win i think the all, i think his name's
0: already etched on the best director statue
1: we know that yeah and but i mean i think it will be hoyt and i think it it will be uh you know um go and yeah. and we'll see where editing goes editing is an interesting question anatomy of a fall is in that category
0: yeah i'm wondering too i think that uh in terms of like sort of the acting categories and things like that. It does feel like supporting actress Vine, Joy Randolph is on such a winning streak. Same with Robert Downey Jr. I think best actor um Paul Giamatti is it seems like he's gaining more and more momentum, although people have uh sympathies for Killian. But I think best at actress- the oh you think Killian will win at the BAFTAs? Um, I'm also interested to see who wins uh, Best Actress at the BAFTAs because I think even though it, Emma Stone and Lily won the Golden Globe and then Emma Stone won at Critics Choice, um, but I do think that that's kind of the one that's furthest from a lock right now. Cassandra Cooler is also in Best Actress and we saw sort of the passion for anatomy of a fallen so it is like
1: going to be an interesting question. Carrie Mulligan is very strong as well mm-hmm. and could could have some support in England. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the Baftas the Baftas are are often uh predictive. I mean, they, they they're not they don't match up 100%, but they yeah. can be. Last
0: year they were off on uh supporting actress and uh actress. But yeah, I think the last thing that we wanted to hit on was the super bowl was also this weekend and so <laughs> we gotta look
1: you actually watch the game
0: um a little bit it was boring uh until the end but then it kind of i was more rooting for the 49ers um but you know what i'm go uh missouri's team I'm trying to be respectful and this in line with uh with lily, gladstone. lily gladstone doesn't yeah. like
1: the name of that team
0: uh Shout out she to let's just say
1: she wasn't rooting for them.
0: But um, yeah, I think so much talk about this year in film has been like, because of the strikes, oh, are we going to have like a less robust slate of things? But we did get a look at some very big films. And so I'd love to know your feelings now that we've finally seen a glance at Wicked.
1: Wicked didn't play for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm the target audience for Wicked in the sense that I'm one of the people who went to see the musical. Yeah, I loved it. And I mean, it's one of the few musicals, you know, that, that it's sort of like Mamma Mia. It's one of the or Les Mis. It's one of those things that's gone around the world many, 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 many times played over and over and over again. There's an enormous fan base for Wicked. Right. And they waited. They waited all these years because they wanted to play it out as long yeah. as they possibly could. So Mark Platt is a producer who I respect, who can do musicals. And um, I was, so I had high expectations and it looked weird to me. It just looked, the makeup looked weird. The sets looked weird. Um, you know, how do you do Cynthia Erivo green? So she plays Alphaba. She, you know, she's one of the great singers of all time. One of the great, one of the great actresses of all time. And I'm, I'm going, you know, that's not good. What is their task is to make the Wizard of Oz, which we know so well, mm-hmm. and the world of Oz look beautiful, yeah, and inviting. And there's something about the way it looks that doesn't work. Did you have that reaction? And they show no music, of course.
0: Well, I still remember what was it, Oz Great and Powerful, and I feel like it was certainly a step up from that. I wasn't. I I think the only sort of note of skepticism I really had is so annoying and specific, but like to hear her take on that last note of Defying Gravity, which they teased the like ah, I was like, I don't know if I loved the choice she made. Um, because I I mean I gotten a chance to see Cynthia Erivo on Broadway. I went to the Color Purple. Revival and it's the best performance I've seen on stage. Uh She's
1: amazing. Yeah. She's an and amazing so performer. So and, I don't know what what was it? I don't know if it was just because it's one of those things where like avatar, right? Where where we need to see the whole thing and we need to be immersed in it in order to understand. Yeah why everybody looks it keeps happening
0: i mean people were so down on wonka after the trailer and then the whole thing and it connects i mean there are like you certainly have to take in the concerns especially the musical fans have it it being broken into two parts it was a real sort of um head scratcher that they're already showing dorothy uh in the trailer uh because this is The story is long before uh, The Wizard of Oz takes place. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely open to it. A lot of it is because I really love the cast that they got. Michelle Yeoh, Jonathan Bailey, even Bowen Yang is in there. And I'm a big Ariana Grande fan. But yeah, it is like I've heard real split reactions. Um, I think with Deadpool 3 as well, which we got a chance to look at, I think there's excitement about an R-rated uh, official Marvel Studios film. But I, speaking to effects, I heard jokes about, like, they made a point to show practical and it still looks like this. Like, what's going on here? And so I don't know what your feeling was. And the-
1: My feeling is I've already seen a few Deadpools, you know, and that's part of the problem, even with the, the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which... Which uh, looked good, actually. It looked mm-hmm. really good, and and they showed us things that were finished. They showed us good stuff. Yeah. You know, and and I'm 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 a big fan of that series, and and I I'm willing to go along for the ride to see what they do with this one. But again, we've been there, done that. Yeah. So they're going to have to surprise us with some good, you know it. It becomes tiring when you've seen it many times. The one that I'm not worried about, the one that I can see so clearly is going to be fantastic, is
0: Twisters. I was going to say Twisters was my favorite trailer of the bunch. And we've
1: got our, our, our rising star, Glenn Powell, looking impish and delightful, you know, now that I've gone to see the... The anyone but you movie. I'm I'm yeah. I'm in his camp now. I'm, I'm you in, you know.
0: I it's haven't just seen a um, yet. Yeah, it's a bunch of um faces that like kind of break out talent that we're happy to see. I mean, they had Brandon Perea from Nope, um, Daryl McCormick from I love him. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. Another
1: sexy man.
0: Yeah. And so they were stacking it up. And Daisy Edgar Jones is kind and of And I the, love movie. her from
1: normal people. She's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, and so I was surprised because I wasn't necessarily... Uh, the Twister didn't catch me the first time around. Oh, and I loved the first it's a one. It's fully a popcorn Yeah, film, no, the, fir- the first
1: one holds up. I've That's one of yeah. those movies that I like so much that when you watch it again, you know, even if Jamie Gertz is in it, you know, <laughs> it holds up really well. Oh, she's well. doing
0: well. She's like a billionaire. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's of that era where people were just like, you could watch it every day if you had it on VHS. And so
1: Absolutely. And Um, and so I do
0: think when it first came out, cause also it's the Minari director, Lee Isaac Chung. It is a little, people were making the joke. I don't know if you saw uh, the last season of Barry, but like uh, the director of CODA, Sean Heater, like pops up and it's like, oh, this is what you're doing after best picture? of this like- Don't worry speech.
1: about Sean Hedder. She's probably got, she's like, she's like uh Cord Jefferson who was on my writer's yeah. panel. She's got like six six projects going. Oh yeah, out.
0: well she was like making a joke of it like in uh, the show, but yeah, no, I think that now that we finally got to see it because they really kept this one under wraps too. Like, yeah, I, I think we're in agreement that that was, Twisters was the most exciting one. Uh, out of all of them,
1: by the way, on the on the writers panel, which was the last thing I did in Santa Barbara, where, where we get all the writers together. Um, one thing I learned that I didn't know was how personal the script is to David Hemmingson, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, it, I thought, I thought that Payne handed him the premise and sort of said, "Run with this," you know, based on that script he wrote. But he, uh, uh, sat at a boarding school and everything. He put his uncle in there. He put his his mother. I mean, Davine is based on his mother. Yeah. You know, he 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 really had a, a very difficult emotional childhood and that's all in there and that's one of the reasons why that film works so well is there's a writer behind it with very strong personal uh feelings
0: yeah and i went to a q a for it um this week and it got mentioned there that even uh paul giamatti and divine joy randolph both went to um prep schools they were kind of the day kids where it was the option to board which they didn't necessarily take
1: they both but went like, to yale
0: yeah. Um, and so uh, it starts with David, but they all have kind of had experiences with that world. And I think it really shows and uh, the writing that he did and the performances that they gave. And so, I mean, that's one, too, where there could be some more holdover surprises outside of them. Um,
1: I just know that when I walk around, even in Santa Barbara, when you talk to people on the street, you know, audience members, everybody loves you can feel it in the room. There's just yeah. a warmth that, that that attaches to that film, and that should not be you know ignored. You know, usually when people respond really well to something like that, I could tell that at this thing that maybe a lot of people hadn't seen past lives in Anatomy of a Fall. You know, mm-hmm. the smaller films on the on there, maybe they maybe they hadn't even seen Maestro.
0: Yeah. I
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, the great thing about this year is that I don't think that there's a film nominated for best picture that I wouldn't recommend to people. I think this is a real good bunch that you could give to someone and say, hey, like this group of nominees tells the story of this year in film or the highlights of it. And so, yeah, I mean, we always say, like, try to see everything. But I think this is a year where like
1: I could not agree more
0: feel good to see everything.
1: Now's the time to catch up before the big the big day, March yeah. 10th. All right.
0: Oh geez still fun so to fun to have
1: you on, Marcus.
0: Fun to be here.
1: plus.